This is Offhand with Steven and Lydia. I'm Steven. And I'm Lydia. Welcome. Hey, we're glad you're tuning in. We don't know what you're doing. Maybe you're chilling on the couch. Yeah. Maybe you are... Maybe you're sitting by your Christmas tree, enjoying the yes. glow. Maybe, maybe you have a fireplace and you're maybe. enjoying the crackly Crack. fire. Maybe, maybe you're roasting chestnuts on an open fire. Have you ever done that? No. I haven't either. No. Uh, maybe Sounds you're, like we have some Christmas things to catch up maybe on. Maybe you're doing a puzzle. Maybe. Maybe you're... I was going to say reading a book, and then I was like, that doesn't make sense, because you can't really read a book <laughs> and listen to us at the same time. No. But the I mean, you probably could, idea. but that might be a little confusing. Maybe. Yeah. I, I would get confused. I would. I would be like, I don't know who to listen to, my brain or the, <laughs> <laughs> the book or the podcast. These people yapping in my ear while uh, I'm trying to read a book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so probably not so that. So put the book down. And listen to what? And then you can pick the book back up. After we're done. After you learn exciting new knowledge of a hymn. Yes. Because. A learn a hymn with Uncle Chris. Christmas Yay. edition. Christmas edition. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you very much. We're glad you're here. You didn't even know I was here, did you, Puppet Postures? I sat so quiet. It we were just rambling time. on. You behaved yourself. Thank you so much yes. for waiting till we stop rambling. I do like sharing these hymns. Now, remember, a hymn is, is a song. Yes. yes. And it's a song uh, that, uh, for believers, for Christians, a Christian hymn is called that because it has something to do with Jesus, with him. God, with worshiping him, and a lot of times with doctrine, which is uh, singing what we believe. Um, yes, which that, is important so, to know. So sometimes it actually deals with verses, because that's where we learn about God in the sure. Bible. Some hymns quote verses directly. Some use phrases from verses so that you're reminded of that verse. Uh, some talk about the things that the verse talks about as a reminder of the things that the verses in the Bible teach us. Yeah. So would you like to know what this week's is? Yeah. So much. Yeah. Now, so this much. is really cool. So Christmas is right around the corner. I'm so yeah. excited. Very exciting. I'm so excited. And Christmas is the celebration of the birth of Jesus. We know this. Yes. But you know what? What? Hymns, or we call them Christmas carols, right? Yes. They've been around a long time. Some longer than others. Some are kind of newish. Some are old. The one I'm going to teach you about today is really old. <gasps> really old? Well, Where is it? when's it yes from? Yes and no. Now, remember... It's not always the case that the same person writes the words and the music. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Usually right. Sometimes it's, more it's than like one a person. team. Like someone yeah. wrote the music, someone wrote the words. And a lot of times with hymns, they don't even know each other. Sometimes they did, a lot of times they didn't. Maybe somebody wrote a poem, and another time somebody else in a different part of the world, even maybe would find that poem and go, oh, I'll bet this could be set to music. And then they set it to music. Oh, That's what it. happened with this one. Someone this, wrote a poem? Someone wrote a poem. And it is old, like super duper old. This was written, okay, the title of this hymn, and it's a Christmas carol, and it might be one that you haven't heard. 
It is still sung today, but you're not as likely to hear it. Maybe if you listen to the radio a lot or listen to Christmas music, uh, on maybe you listen on, on your computer to lists and lists and lists of Christmas music, you might hear it, maybe. Oh. And there are some churches that do still sing it. So it is still used but Wait, not it, you're making as much. me all suspenseful. Okay. It's called Of the Father's Love Begotten. Which kind of sounds um. like like a, a kind of a weird title. It's a prepositional yeah. phrase. Of the Father's Love Begotten. But it's Excuse me, it's not time for school. It's poetry. <laughs> and this poem was written a long time ago. By a man whose name was... You ready for this? You're going to love this. Okay, I'm excited. That's a good one. His name was Marcus... Marcus... Aurelius... Aurelius... Clemens... Cool, he's got a long name. Clemens... Prudentius... What? Prudentius? Yes, that That's was a very long name. name. Prudentius. I just call him Mac. And yeah. he lived <laughs> from the year 348 Whoa. to the year Wait, 413. What? So, let's think about that. What is this year? This year is... 2020. Right. 2020. Let's say it the long way. 2020. Right? And he lived, he was born in 348. So, what century are we in? The... The... 21st. Oh, right now? Oh, I thought you meant like that. What was he in? Yeah. We We are are in the the 21st 21st century, and every century is another 100 years. We are in the 20 or 20 years into the 21st century. Prudentius, when he wrote this poem, it was the 5th century. Wow. So we're talking... Almost 1,600 years, almost 1,600 years ago. That's crazy talk. Prudentius wrote this poem. And when it was written, it was originally in Latin, not English. There was no English at that time. What? That's weird to think about. It is weird to think about. English, which is spoken now all over the world... It's not the main language all over the world, but it is spoken no. all over the world. Yeah. Was not even a thing. Wow. Wow. And so Latin someone is had to not really the spoken words. anymore. No, Latin is what's called a dead language, which means that Let's nobody see. speaks it as part of their regular communication. Right. You can Crazy. learn Latin, and a lot of English words come from Latin words or roots that are Latin. But it's not a living language anymore. And at the time that this was written, English didn't exist at all. That is crazy to think about. It is crazy. So are you going to sing it in Latin? I am not. I could. Oh, let us down, Uncle Chris. Because if I (laughs) sang it... We wouldn't know what you were singing. Right. So that... But it would sound cool. That brings me to the next part. It was in Latin. Yeah. And it could be sung. But if you spoke English and you didn't speak Latin, you wouldn't know what was being sung. Right, like me. So, in the, in the 1800s, which is still a couple hundred years ago. Yeah. But not 1,600 years ago. So well, it, it took a long time Relatively recently, it was translated into wow. English by a couple different men. Uh, one man, his last name was Neil. Another, his last name was Baker. And they translated this poem by Prudentius into English. Prudentius 
is touted as the best poet of his time. Oh, wow. He liked to write about, about God and about the Bible and about the things that he was learning. He didn't write this music so people would sing it. He wrote it for himself. He wrote it because he wanted to express the things that he was learning in God's Word. So he wrote about Christmas one time? Well, this particular hymn does talk about Christmas things, and it talks about some other things, too. Originally, the poem was much longer than what I'm going to share with you today. I'm just going to share with you a few of the verses of it, and pretty much the more Christmassy ones. Mm. But there were lots of different verses, and they talked about lots of different important doctrines. One was the doctrine of Jesus coming to be born as a baby, the incarnation. Another verse was about creation. Other verses about are about him coming again. So Prudentius really covered a lot of things. It's like he wrote world. a poem about the whole Bible. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Like the whole Bible in a poem. But so far, we've only talked about the words. This is a song, so it has a tune. Right, oh right. And the tune is also very old. The tune is an old tune. Well, it's called a chant or a plain song, and it is probably it probably originated in the 13th century. Oh. So that's a very long time ago, the 13th century. Yeah, a little bit a while after the text was written. Yeah, that was the 5th century. The music was probably originated and written not for this group of words for other words. The music was probably originated in the 13th century, but it wasn't until the 1800s that the words and the music, which were both very old, got put together into what we have now. Now that's kind of cool, huh? Exciting. So let's hear it. Can you sing it for us? Now this music, one reason it isn't sung very much anymore is because it's a very different kind of music. Plain song doesn't follow a lot of the, well, kind of music rules that we use in most of our music today. Why not? Because it was more of a chant. In in other words, it was something that was used to sort of sing. But like rah, rah, go team, go? Not go, kind team, of a go. chant. Oh. It was to recite. It was to recite something like this poem or like something you wanted to remember or something that you wanted to, maybe uh, maybe a psalm. Oh. But instead of just saying it, you kind of sang it. Sometimes that oh. kind of helps you remember the words. Yeah, sometimes yes. that's how we mem- memorize verses. Yeah. So it wasn't as much important uh, that it rhymed, especially since, remember, it was originally in a different language. Right. So it doesn't rhyme quite like a lot of our music today rhymes. And it doesn't follow what's called a meter. Like a march is one, two, three, four. Yeah, or, one, two, three. Right, or, and we count to four. We can count to four forever and then count again and right. again. And another one is three, four time, which is like a waltz. Yeah, like a waltz. Pum, pum, rum, pum, pum, one, it's two, like a dance three, one, song. two, three. And you could sing some words. Yeah. This one, two, three. Mm-hmm. You could sing like that. <laughs> I like Waltzing. Plain song doesn't follow a meter. In other words, there isn't, you don't count to a certain number over and over again. You just kind of sing the notes almost just kind of as they come. It's very different. Oh. And it's a little hard to do with a big group of people. This is one reason churches don't sing it together much anymore. Because it's a little bit harder to learn. 
It can oh. be learned, but it's a little bit harder. But anyway. Well, I'm excited to hear it. All right. Yeah, We've done enough talking about it. sounds very unique. It is very unique. And so I will do my best to sing this the, in a way that like it would have been sung. Okay. Um, uh, in plain song, as it's called. Okay, ready? Here we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Of the Father's love begotten, ere the worlds began to be, He is Alpha and Omega, He the source, the ending He. Of the things that are, that have been, and that future year shall see, evermore and evermore. Isn't that different? <gasps> Listen to something that was so pretty made you want to cry. You like that kind of I thing? like that. Oh, you might like a lot of this type of music. And it really made me like feel like almost kind of like I just wanted to like go to sleep to it. Yeah. yeah. It was very peaceful. So. Yeah. So we heard some Christmas sort of themes there that that Jesus, the idea that Jesus came to be born, that that idea came from God's love for people. Even before the worlds began, before he created everything, because he's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. That's I like the where it says verse. the source. He's the source, and that's the right. All right, here's a very kind of Christmassy verse. You ready? Yeah. Oh, that birth forever blessed. When the virgin full of grace By the Holy Ghost conceiving Bore the Savior of our race And the babe the world's First revealed his sacred face Evermore and evermore Here's another verse. This is he whom heaven taught singers Sang of old with one accord whom the scriptures of the prophets promised in their faithful word. Now he shines the long expected. Let creation praise its Lord. Evermore and evermore. Wow. Now, I'm going to insert your verse of the day right here. All right. And you heard that last verse talking about the prophets, that God spoke to us through prophets, 
And now he shines, the long expected, talking about Jesus coming that was told by the prophets. Listen to this. I'm going to have a few verses. So this is your verse of the day, right? Hebrews chapter 1, starting in verse 1. I'll do the first several verses. Listen how similar this is to what you just heard in this song. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you. And that last part, that's a quote from even further back in Scripture, back in Psalm 2-7. So all the scripture hangs together. All the scripture is talking about how God loved people so much that he sent his only begotten son. Yeah, like John 3, 16. That's right. So one more verse. Ready? All right. There are more, but I'll just do one more. O ye heights of heaven, adore him. Angel hosts his praises sing. All dominions bow before him and extol our God and King. Let no tongue on earth be silent. Every voice in concert ring. Evermore and evermore. That one talks about like what you just talked about in the Bible, how well the angels worshiping him. That's right. And how he's greater than them. I've really got to think that old Prudentius, way back in the 5th century, the early 400s, had read Hebrews and was thinking about this when he put his poem together. I think that makes sense. And also the translators who took the Latin and the ideas that Prudentius put in and gave it to us in English. Yeah, Yeah, I'm glad they found that poem and put it to music. Yeah, so we could know the word in English, I mean. Yeah. Well, yes, really that great. is of the Father's love begotten. And the tune, like the tune so often tunes have their own names. The tune is called Divinum Mysterium. Is that Latin? That wow. is Latin. Divinum Mysterium, which means divine mystery. Oh, wow. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Wow, really cool. Well, Thanks, thank Uncle you for Chris. letting me come and share with you this Christmas hymn. Thank you for coming. And yes, it was our pleasure for you to come. Yes, it was.
We hope you enjoyed that puppet podsters. Yeah. We would love to hear from you too. If you would like, if there's any questions that you have, we can pass that on to Uncle Chris if they're there for him. Maybe you have a question about music or this podcast itself, maybe. Um, we can give that to him if you email us at stevenlydiasing at yahoo.com. And as always, you can say stuff to us because we will write you back. Of course. Or you can tweet us at stevenlydia. Yep. You can visit our website at ghhinc.org. Yes, you can. What else can they do, Stephen? Well, they can listen to our jokes right now because you almost forgot oh, them. Oh, no. It's, it's Chris, Uncle Chris's fault. <laughs> I don't know I don't know how our singing can compare to that beautiful music, but we have to they do, do that's jokes. Why. Yes, I agree. We'll go back for jokes because they are important. rap music. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, they do. I love a good joke. We'll laugh from here to Roanoke. Be it knock-knocks or riddles, we're grown-ups or kiddles. I love a good joke. I do too when I wrap presents. No, this is very serious. Okay, very serious. What happens if you eat Christmas decorations? (gasps) Oh, you would get tongue. You get tinselitis. <laughs> so don't do it. I love a good joke. Now that is a complete podcast. Yes. I'm so sorry, Papa Putzers, that I almost let they- you out in the cold joke, no joke zone. They were probably like thinking... I can't Lydia's believe Lydia's lost her mind. They're going to end this podcast without doing jokes. Don't worry. Steven did not forget. Thank you, Steven. I think Uncle Chris distracted my brain. It was very, very lovely sounding music. Lovely so. chant music. Yes. <laughs> I really liked it. i to go look up some more of that kind of stuff. It was very, very pretty. Yeah. Um, did we leave anything out? I don't think we did. Okay. Tune All right. in next week because yes, it's gonna be a special episode. Yes, it, you know which don't one. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. You will be sad. All right, this has been Offhand with Stephen and Lydia, a production of God's Helping Hands.